Good evening, and welcome to Politically Incorrect for the 16th of March, 2023. Tonight's topic is too big to fail. What does it even mean? Brought to you by EternalAffairsMedia.com, also known as EA Truth Media. Your host tonight is myself, Andrew Schechter, author of Dark Water, Game Over, and two-time delegate for Donald Trump, the Republican National Convention. Should you feel led to plant a financial seed in a media ministry, please visit donate.eamedia.online or visit store.eamedia.online. Please help keep the truth online. And donors for the month. Andy, Dave, Marcy, Bedlam, Crystal, Lisa, and Stephen. Current Truth Premium subscribers, Linda, David, Bruce, Sharla, Gary, it's each Sweeney and patrons, Alicia and Dan. And if I'm coming across too quiet or something, please let me know. I don't see a huge m- movement of the meter here, but this pod bean doesn't always work real well. So. A lot of things going on right now, and um, we're going to get into them. We're going to talk about the banks and we're going to talk about the. Uh, some of the issues. What do I got this piece? I got too many papers. I got to get rid of somebody's. Oh, crap. I lost one of them. Ah. Oh, my notes just, just blew away. This is not going to be a good night. I can tell this already. There we go. I found them. They went under the desk. All right. Here we go. We're going to start with a couple things that are unrelated to the banking industry. Just a, a curiosity, like I always do. And then we're going, to, we're going to roll over into what's going on right now. And a lot of things that people might not actually uh, be aware of. And uh, I see Marilyn, America, see uh, Anna's in there and Zig. Thank you. Good, good a podcast the other night, uh, uh, Zig. So we're going to start with two things that are unrelated. If I can find it. All right. Did you guys see the other day? Uh, there's an article actually in our paper, Associated Press. San Francisco. What is going on with this world, folks? You know, I believe in equality and I believe that that if anybody in this great country of ours deserves to be compensated for losses caused caused by our forebear, forefathers, four sisters, four daughters, I don't know what the appropriate words are anymore, it would be the indigenous people because we're the ones that chased them away, shot them, and 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 gave them uh, uh, you know infested blankets to, uh, to to kill them, smallpox infested blankets. But no, it's the black people that are that are looking for reparations. Why? I, I don't get it. You know, I understand what happened. You know, this it's history, folks. It's over and done with. We are a new nation. We are not the nation of our forefathers. We're not the nation that we were, and we don't owe anybody anything. Now, San Francisco. This was the other day. San Francisco payments of five million dollars. They want to pay five million dollars to every. Hi, Joanne. They want to pay $5 million to every eligible black adult. They want to eliminate all their personal debt and tax burdens and guarantee them an income of at least $97,000 for the next 250 years, plus free homes in San Francisco for just a dollar a family. What is going on with this country? I don't think that, no, I don't care what you did to someone, it's not worth that. You don't own that, folks. You want to give them a place to live? That's great. You want to get rid of their debt? That's great. I don't have a problem with that if that's what you feel is necessary. But $5 million for every person? 
$97,000 to their families for the next 250 years? What the hell's the matter with these people? I don't know if you guys heard that or not. I mean, that's, that's insane. I'm glad it's not in here. If it was in Pennsylvania, I would be doing something about it. It's absolutely ludicrous. Then I wonder why we're out of money. All right. I'm not going to talk anymore about that. All right. Local, local office. Everybody said elections are up this year. It's local offices. Your local, whoever's running for your local offices, school boards, council, township, borough, city, whatever. Local count, local, it makes more, is more of an effect on you than anything else. Here's an example. And I, I'm, I'm kind of mad and I'm kind of, happy at this point. I think I mentioned before that I was writing a, a press release or a, an a, um, editorial on this, on this thing. And so I wrote an editorial and the editor was too, was too good. Have you ever done something too good? So I wrote this editorial on the, what happened in our town council. So back in January, council votes to both council votes out Eagle hose. Chief says the fire company might operate independently. Council members voted to kick Eagle hose out of the Berwick fire department on Tuesday night. More than 40 members of the department packed the council chambers once again. Okay. January the 4th, council votes out Eagle Hose. Wednesday, Wednesday, March 8th. Berwick is lacking fire police. The borough split from Eagle Hose Company is to blame, the chief says. So the fire chief told the council to get rid of the fire company. And now one of the councilmen needed fire police for, for, for a, uh, a race that they were having for charity. And the fire chief told him there's no fire police because they were all with Eagle Hose and he threw them out. Vote them out. Vote every one of them out. I'm telling you, we got to, every community that has something going on like that, what does it matter with these people? Why would you do that? Perfectly good fire department, self-sustaining, self-sufficient. Self-sufficient, self-sufficient. I'll read you just the first paragraph of my, I'm not going to read this whole editorial because it's not pertinent to the podcast, but I start out, everybody should write to their, to their press. So I'm going to tell you what I did and I'm going to tell you what happened because one person can create action. One person can change things. One person can make a difference, folks. And this is coming already up the elections, even the presidential. One person can make a difference if you stick to it. So I started my I started my editorial out with the headline it was given, and I go, um, no kidding. So at least the fire chief admits it's his fault that there are no fire police in Berwick. This on the heels of our only emergency hospital being snatched and shut down by marauding buccaneers. Somehow I'm feeling less safe in this borough and much less confident of our fire department and local government. I might as well read it because this will give you an idea of what you can do. This is what you can do yourself when, when something happens. I will read the rest of this. It was, it was one of my, I would tell you what happened at the end too. It's only going to take a minute or two. The borough council bought the lies of the fire chief, a tale woven by personal hatred and petty disputes, not by the needs of the borough or the reality of the situation. To make matters worse, the borough council and fire chief lied to a room full of members of the community and the press at the meeting where they split off Eagle Hose. When I asked the council members who are also fire department members should recuse themselves because of conflict of interest, considering the funds 
from Eagle Hose would be redistributed to other companies. The chief, since the chief and the council both said no equipment or funds will change hands. I then asked if that includes the relief equipment or funds already in their possession. The response again was that no relief equipment would change hands. The very next day after the vote, the relief association was knocking on Eagle's door demanding their equipment back. As a 40-year veteran of the fire service, having saved three different fire departments from the brink of closure, under similar circumstances, I can state unequivocally that the only reasons the community should shut down a fire station is if there's a budget concern or just too many fire stations. Eagle Host did not meet those criteria. And it's obvious that the fire police were needed resource. Eagles is a self... Now, here's a good part. Listen to this part close. Eagles is a self-funded fire company with its own state charter, has its own vehicles, and, its, and owns its building. It has a social bar and banquet hall that pay for the expenses. It's also fully staffed with over 30 volunteers that want to serve and protect. And they will, with or without the affiliation of the borough. This was purely a personal and personnel issue that should have been resolved by a competent fire chief. The council should have intervened to save this valuable asset. I know for sure I would have voted to save Eagle Hose. In this day and age, how can we afford to turn away unpaid volunteers when every day we read in the shortages of people willing to volunteer. No, it seems the fire chief is more concerned about milling the taxpayers for a million dollar hundred plus foot ladder truck. By the way, where in Berwick do we have any structures that requiring such an apparatus? I don't know what you think. I think there's a pretty good editorial. They won't run it. They won't run my editorial. So I, one of the guys from Eagle Hose called the called the, the editor at the paper and said, why aren't you running the editorials? Why aren't you running the comments? He mumbled and grumbled something. It gave me an excuse to call the editor myself and say, look, you know, I apologize. I don't know why this guy called you. It's my editorial. Whatever you want to do with it. And the editor said, you know what? I wasn't aware of that. He says, but I think it needs more than an editorial. He says, there's a lot of things need to be proven in there. And I believe that you're accurate. So we're sending a reporter out next week to do a full investigation, a full investigative story on the closure of that fire department. And you'll be the first one they interview. One person can change anything, given the willpower. Keep that in mind next time you have a problem in your local borough, your township, when somebody's complaining about a uh, um, political individual or something to that effect hey let me let me jump off here for a minute let me go one more thing and then we're gonna have a, a commercial break and then we're gonna have a um we're gonna get into this bit about the banking it's gonna we're gonna get in that right right in a minute so a guy did a great thing i've been talking, they've been talking about DeSantis and trump and you know that trump, trump still has issues the democrats really did a number on, on that poor man but there was a great article um i forget who put this thing out uh Oh, oh, Jack. Oh, pastors for Trump. Jackson met Jackson Meyer. Pastors for Trump put this out. So he's talking, and, and it was about Stone's uh, uh, he, thing that he did. Uh, he did a piece on on on, the, on this podcast or on the TV or something. Anyway, Roger shared this information. So why not DeSantis? This is what this was a great one. Because why not DeSantis? The more I see of DeSantis, the more I realize he's a, a flaming rhino. DeSantis said he's he, DeSantis said that he is. Glad the 36 political prisoners are locked up. DeSantis shut down Florida, even though he claims he did not. DeSantis' war on Disney has proven to be all bark and no bike. He's given back again. DeSantis has been a strong supporter of the war in Ukraine. 
DeSantis is not Trump 2.0, even though he tries to mimic the hand gestures. DeSantis is actually Bush 3.0. I like it. It really is. I mean, they're really they're trying to shoehorn him in because they can manipulate him the same way they're manipulating Joe Biden. All right, let's have a quick break here. I, we have we're desperate, folks. We, uh, we we need some support of our of our good friend Mike Lindell over at MyPillow.com. I'm just checking out his website the other day, trying to see what I can buy from him. He's got a coffee. You know that it's coffee at MyPillow.com. Everything you buy from my, at MyPillow.com supports this um, podcast. If you use promo code Eternal, very simple Eternal at MyPillow.com. Or by calling 800-795-5993, 800-795-5993. Let's support someone that truly supports our nation and supports Donald Trump and supports all the good people in this nation, supports the patriots, somebody who stood up and risked everything for us. MyPillow.com, promo code ETERNAL, save yourself some money. Check them out. they got a lot of new stuff there. And they got coffee. God, coffee. How can you not buy coffee from someone like that? I'm going to buy a ton of it because I drink a lot of coffee, folks. All right. Let's do it. Let's do a bit on this. So, all right. Who's been following the banking situation? All right. So I lost about $3,000 yesterday. Well, no, two days ago. I gained some back today because the stock market crashed. I haven't figured out yet. Nobody, everybody talks about these huge Silicon Valley banks crashing, but they don't talk about what caused that crash. I mean, we know it, it, essentially the cause is, is Biden throwing all that money at, for free money out between that the build back worse program and the and the free money he gave us during the pandemic. I love the free money during the pandemic, but I would have I would love to have been able to get it back. I even tried to give it back. They wouldn't take it back. Then isn't that wonderful? They said, I don't want this dirty money. We don't need it. But that money is all floating in there. We knew this was going to come back to bite us. They should never shut the economy down, folks. It's the wrong thing to do. Everybody knows it's the wrong thing to do. They shut the world down. During that time, the world was shut down. Free money was being handed out because nobody could work. And now I wonder why the stock market and the banks are crashing. Let me tell you, 1921 to 1924, Germany had the same problem. Germany, through all the money they had, they had a small navy and a small army, and they lost the war. The World War One, they, they they were fighting, and they were they were they were going to lose World War Two coming up. But in the interim and in, in between, they were paying reparations to France and to all these other countries. And all our money went out the door, just like we're throwing money out to Ukraine and to, and to free money to people that, that don't need it. Nineteen twenty one, the German the German Deutschmark, you could buy two two German Deutschmarks with one U.S. dollar in nineteen twenty one. By 1924, one Deutschmark, you would have to pay one trillion. I said, you heard me right. One trillion U.S. dollars. A loaf of bread was 100,000 Deutschmark. Kids would, pet, would make bricks of, Deu of Deutschmarks and build, and build huts with them because they're that worthless. This is what happens when you when you when you when you don't know economics 101. You know, it, it's crazy. So so here's the story. Everybody's like, oh, well, you know, your FDIC covered up until two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Whether you're an individual or a bank, folks. Do you, I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna point this out because a lot of people don't realize. I used to work for a bank and I knew all about the FDIC. 
So the FDIC, first of all, they all, they do not insure credit unions. They don't insure a lot of retirement accounts. Some they do, but not all. Bet you didn't know that. And you got a retirement account with $10 million and it's only going to insure $250,000 anyway. So people use credit unions. Oh, they're cheaper. They're great. Not a dime of your money is insured. Now it gets worse than that, though. We see what happens with the bank. See what happens with the banks. Now, and there's different kinds of depressions and recessions and all kinds of banking problems. So the problem during the Great Depression in the 1920s, the great the, the great problem during in that is that the banks were running out of money. And there wasn't really a problem. The, the, the businesses, the corporations had a handle on it for the most part. But people got scared and people started dragging money out of the banks one after the other. Boom, boom, boom. Until they had to give a banking holiday because there was no more money to give out. Now, there was no FDIC insurance back then either. It was another huge problem. The real problem with the FDIC is they don't, they don't even though the banks pay for insurance, just like Social Security and Medicare, the full dollar amount of what is needed is never stored anywhere. Yeah, uh, Eric says the credit unions have a different insurance. They do, but it's not backed by the by the FDIC with it with it with the with the big bucks. So they, they are theoretically covered in general. And, and you want to look into it to make sure they're insured because some of them are not insured at all. But the FDI the FDIC does not insure credit unions. You're right, Eric. Thanks. But the problem is that the insurance companies, all insurance companies, they don't have enough money. If let's just say, um, uh, you know, let's just say everything got destroyed in America and, and, and an insurance company had to pay for it, there would be no money to pay for it. You know, if a whole town got wiped out, it's that's why they go to the, go to the government for, for, for handouts. The FDIC is the same way. The FDIC only insures, I believe it's like 5%. They have in the bank 5% loss they can they can sustain. So if people start taking out, you know, $250,000 at a time in cash or moving it somewhat to some other vehicle, the FDIC will run out of money very quickly. We'll be back in the Great Depression because there will be no money to pay anybody. You won't get your paychecks and you won't get your, you'll be able to go to the bank. So the FDIC is a panacea. It's only good if one bank closes. Your small local bank closes down. And even then you're going to wait two or three months to get your money back. But yeah, it's it's not covered. So that's what happened in, 19, in the 1920s is that the people started taking the money out because they were scared and then the banks ran out of money. That just shut, shut them down. And then the banks went bankrupt and everybody lost their money. The FDIC is not taxpayer funded. You're absolutely right, Eric. It's paid for by the banks. The banks get charged a fee. There's maintenance on their accounts, Eric says. And that is correct, yes. But the FDIC doles out that money and stores it. They get they pay the FDIC their, their tithe, so to speak. But it's never enough to cover, you know, every everything, right? It's never enough to cover anything, everything rather. Now, what happened in 2008, 2009 is another issue. The stock market crashed. The banks started closing down. That was a different sort of problem. That was a problem of giving out bad credit. 
So they got this bright idea that everybody should own a home, chicken in every pot, whatever they want to call that. So they, they dropped the interest rates and they and they dropped the requirements. That's when they dropped to like 1%, 2% or even no money down to try to get people in houses that they can't afford. The housing price went up and up and up because they were selling tons and tons of houses. And everything crashed. The price of houses went down. Nobody could afford to pay their mortgages. They call these subprime mortgages. They're mortgages for people that really shouldn't have a mortgage. And subprime mortgages caused a crash in 2008, 2009. And unfortunately, it's really, they didn't have a chance to even recover before the, the pandemic hit 2020. Now the money got tight because now they're printing tons and tons of millions, trillions of dollars of money. See, when you print money, you can print all the money you want. And the problem is you can't spend it. As soon as you start to spend it, it throws everything into hyperinflation. And then the idiots at the Federal Reserve start jacking up the interest rates when they shouldn't have brought them down in the first place. They brought the interest rates down to zero because they were scared. They said, let's put this free money out there. Stock market loved it. People, uh, everybody loved it. Zero uh, percent, but you couldn't put money in the bank and save it because there's no money in the bank now. There's no interest. So 2020 comes and they never should have shut the economy down. That was the worst thing they did. They shut the economy down. Now it's coming back to bite them because now the corporations now have all this free money they were given under the build back worse plan of, 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 of Hyden Biden there. And you know, suddenly the money's coming out and they're spending it and a hyperinflation. And all of a sudden now the Federal Reserve is tracking up the interest rates again. Well, we got to stop inflation. You got to stop inflation by starving the people, by charging them $5 for a loaf of bread. You know, you know, everything goes up and, and, and we pay for it, folks. It's always the little guy that gets hit. So what's happened in this last round of bank crashes? The last bank round of bank crashes is corporate. There's a corporate bank crash. So now the corporations are all involved, but the corporations crash banks that were all intertwined and related. Too big to fail, they call them. Too big to fail. These banks gave money. If you, know, if you look at some of the companies that were Funded by these banks, Uber is one of them. Corporate communism, that's been that way for a while, Eric. You know, some of the things that were, had money in these banks was crazy. And what did they do? We should right now have be in a Great Depression the likes of which has not been seen since 1929. And the great, the thing is that people are talking about it. I, I don't even read, look at these guys' Facebook pages anymore because some of these preppers and and it's super duper know-it-alls. They're talking about the crash. Well, you know, Jesus is going to come again too, but I can't give you a date. I don't think the crash is coming anytime soon here, folks. Yeah, live below your means. I always, Eric says, live below your means, what Susan Oman says. 
She's an ass, by the way. That's a, I, I, I had a run in with her when I was with the bank. I was with, well, it's actually when I was with Equifax. I had a run in with Susan, Susie Oman. Long story behind that. Maybe we'll get her on, on the podcast. That's what I should do. Yeah, she's, she, she's, she's got a big ego. She's another um, uh, Greta Thunberg, is what she is. But anyway, she's gotten better. She's, I, she's become more graceful over time. But when, back in the day when I was uh, with, working for the bank and for Equifax, that was a huge. Uh, um, <laughs> Uh, she, she, we had we went at it trust me me, me and her we had about a four-hour discussion uh, offline when i was not at work anyway so the problem now is that the corporations got all this free money from the government nothing happened by getting the free money folks always remember you can you can print all the money you want they printed 500 trillion deutschmarks in three months and not a penny was, and, and and nothing was wrong until the people started spending that money. Because when you spend the money, suddenly, let's look at it this way: when when the Fed prints money, they try to they say, "Oh, we're going to print some money because we're going to the economy's bad." When the Fed prints money, it's like issuing credit. They it's like you get a credit card. Do you ever get one of those credit cards? I don't know who's got credit cards? that's on the podcast tonight. Get a credit card to give give you you know you you've only had maybe a a thousand dollar limit. Somebody give you a credit card with a ten thousand dollar limit on it, right? Guess what? You don't owe a dime of that. You're not in debt by having a credit card with a ten thousand dollar limit or a credit line with your house of a million dollars or whatever. You're not in debt. You're not in debt, and you're not causing problems until you spend and borrow against that debt. When you start using that money, the free money we got as individuals, the free money that the Build Back Worse program gave, that's a line of credit. They might have given you a check in your in, 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 or a cash you know, deposit in your account, but that's credit. It's credit until you spend that. And that's where we are today, folks. We should be in the greatest Great Depression of all times of history. The country should be bankrupt and failed as of now. But the government refuses to let it fail. They keep cranking out money. And if you look at the charts, we're up a thousand percent over the last 50 years. A thousand percent of our money has lost value. I hope you like carrying around Deutschmarks or dollars in your in, in the shopping carts. You know, that's the problem. Now, I don't think it's going to fail. I just think it's going to get real bad. It's going to get so bad that we're going to be, you know, the stock market's going to, it's now, it's now at like 30 some thousand for the Dow Jones. You're going to see this, the Dow Jones go up to a million at some point, and you're going to see uh, your salaries go up. The minimum wage is going to go up to 30 or $40 an hour. And I'm telling you, you're going to see this within the next 15 years, 10 years, maybe even five years. Because you got to pay back that debt. We got six trillion dollars in debt to pay back, plus the Build Back Worse program. That's why they say it's too big to fail. It's too big to fail because if it fails, all of that credit, all that money that those banks have in credit, all that dollars that were given away for free that haven't been spent yet evaporate. Folks, they evaporate because they're virtual, they're fake. That's why they say some of these banks are too big to fail. That's what it means. 
wow, time went fast, folks. I, I really enjoy this. I'm, and I'm really, uh, I like to get the word out to everybody. Bring your friends every, every, every Thursday night at 10 p.m. I'm going to leave you with a final real interesting thought. Now, I many years ago, we switched from analog to digital television. We were forced into that. Hey, you got to buy a new TV. You got to buy all new stuff. And I was hesitant. In fact, I had, I, I don't have it up anymore, but I actually wrote some articles. I had a website up against it, going against the digital TV because my thoughts were that what they wanted to do. I was reading about it. What they wanted to do was force you into pay for your television, for your over-the-air television. And with digital TV, you can do that. You still could do that today. You could make it so that you have an ant, put an antenna out and you got to pay someone or you, all you get is a scrambled signal. And I, I told people it was coming. I told them. They didn't believe me. I almost went up against that project. But someone came in. Someone, yeah, slight delay. Exactly. Uh, they, Eric says a slight delay when in your analog and digital. It, it is. It's, it's because it has to decode. That's the problem. But anyway, I said they were going to do this because they're thugs and they're criminals. The corporate America is thugs and criminals. I don't care what the libertarians say. There is no such thing as a free market right now. There can't be because greed takes over. So what happened with that? Well, guess what? One thing that the federal government did right. The FCC stepped in and said, you must have the TV must be free over the air. It must be by law. It's the one good thing that they actually did. Now, why did I bring that up? Because we obviously have our free TV. The picture quality is great. But here's the problem. The analog, they're going to make AM and FM radio digital too, Eric. They're working on it. In Great Britain, all radio is digital. Oh, here's a, oh, here's two great things. I don't know where to close a podcast, but the first great thing is, you know, these electric cars. So they're trying to get rid of AM radios rather than fix a problem. They eliminate a problem. So they want to get rid of AM radios in electric vehicles because they're too cheap to put filters on, on their controllers for the, for the motors and the motors interfere and you can't hear the AM radio. So all, their, their solution is get rid of AM radio. So now the Congress, the Congress, the members of Congress are up against it because 80% of the country uses AM radio for emergencies and as part of the emergency broadcast system. When you're out in rural America and you don't have an FM station for 60 miles, you can still pick up an AM station. Their solution is get rid of AM in a car. These electric cars are useless. I'm not going to get into that tonight. But they are, that's what they're actually doing that. And they're putting a push to try to save that because it's important. But the other thing I said, the reason I brought up this television thing, and this is my final comment here, is that I predicted that when things became more digital, everything would be controlled and paid for. You'd be you know, nickel and dime to desk, which we already are. But now they're saying they're, they're so excited. The businesses are so excited. They're going to have these new self-driving cars, right? And if you don't make the payment on your car, if you don't make the payment on a car, the car is going to drive itself back to the, to the, repo, to, 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 to the, the repo pound. With you in it or out of it, doesn't matter. It's a self-driving car. So you miss a payment, bang, you're driven off to the repo pound. You're walking home, folks. What a bunch of assholes. Corporate America's got to go. I mean, corporate America is corrupt, more corrupt than the Congress of the United States of America, seriously. And they're in control of the United States of America. Yeah, still driving your, Joanne says she's going to be driving her 1960 Mercury Comet listening to my AM radio. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Absolutely. Beauty of AM radio. Last comment from Eric. Beauty of AM radio. 
Signals is that it may be concentrated to a designated market area during the day, and the AM can stretch hundreds of miles at night, which is great. But I listen to our KYW from Philadelphia up here in the northeastern PA in the middle of the night. I love listening to that. You can get you can you can listen to stations far away, and and you, and you don't need an internet connection to do it. What happens when the crap hits the fan and everything that's on the internet goes down? There you go. Shout out to WSB Radio AM 750. Who's that? AM 750. Okay. Put your radio on 750. You're listening to WSB out of Atlanta. There you go. Big news talk station. I've got to check it out. I will check it out. I've got a ham radio antenna, so I'm sure I can pick it up. We're over time, folks, but guess what? I think we had a blast. I think we had some good participation in here. Thank you, Marilyn. Um, and I'm going to go. I have to go weld a... Uh, uh, a lamp that I screwed up and rewired because I heated it up and burned the wiring out. So that's my project for the night. Think about me when you're going to bed tonight, working on this stupid lamp. Everybody have a great evening. God bless every one of you. May, may you all, uh, I don't even know if I did a prayer tonight. Let's just do a closing prayer. Cause I don't think I did a prayer. I'll just say uh, a real quick prayer. Heavenly father, we pray that everybody's safe, that we have a great week ahead. And keep an eye and watchful eye on all of those who are great patriots and who believe in your love and your kindness and believe in you. We pray in your heavenly name. Amen. Sorry for missing the prayer, dear Jesus. Made a mistake tonight. Uh, I got too much going on. God bless every one of you. We'll see you next week. Same time, same podcast on Podbean. Have a good night, folks. Thanks for stopping by. Bring your friends. God bless. See you next week.